thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio, our weekly podcast dedicated to helping women get informed, get educated, and get inspired to live an incredibly healthy lifestyle. I'm Ashley Bond. And I'm Andrea. And thank you so much for joining us today. This week, we're discussing an issue that affects approximately 60% of women, and it's very likely almost every single woman listening to us today has had an experience with this particular concern. So today, Andrea, what are we going to be talking about? Uh, So we're talking about urinary tract infections or UTIs and cystitis. So any type of infection or irritation that affects the bladder and the urinary tract itself. Um, I personally have had horrendous times throughout my history with UTIs. Uh, So I can certainly share firsthand experience with that. And for me, why it actually came about, um, because I take such good care of myself. And so it was pretty surprising that I still suffered from certain things like this. Um, But first, hey, it's great to be back on the podcast. Thank Um, you. Yes, some of you might have noticed we had a gap in the week there. We had sort of pre-recorded something to... uh, to cover my holiday break but we were one week short so you're listening to us now uh, i've just been away with my husband's family over in europe just and been gallivanting around the countryside yes <laughs> and uh, for any of you who've been to the baltic states in uh, lithuania latvia and estonia you'll know just like i do now that it's the most incredible part of the world so just putting it out there to the travelers if you haven't been there and you've thought it's kind of off your radar because it doesn't seem like a good place or a safe place or you know the old ideas of communist russia are still there then please ignore those ideas and go and find out for yourself it's incredible so i had an incredible three weeks of just getting back to basics as well this is where part of the world where whole real food still exists um in the sense that there's you know that earthy cooking because they use a lot of game meats and we've talked about you know to eat meat or not to meat and um what meats are better for us well i mean they're they're eating wild meat still which is just incredible and fantastic and we certainly had our our share of great meals while we're there Oh, we'll certainly have to do a podcast uh, just on, you know, the traveling experience because that sounds amazing. Um, your photos were exceptional. But we'll totally digress there for a minute. That's okay. yeah. um, <laughs> let's, let's talk about UTIs. Okay, so if any women have ever had them, um, and it's about, you know, one in three or about 60% of women, you will know that it is the most uncomfortable thing that you can experience. Um, the typical symptoms that you would get would be pretty harrowing pain, so searing, burning type pain with urinary typically at the end of the void um, the need to constantly urinate so there's that constant um, urgency to go Um, and for some women it becomes such an urgency that they actually do void and lose some bladder control at certain times Uh, it can cause a lot of pelvic generalized pain but a lot of pressure on the bladder too Uh, it can cause fevers either low or high grade fevers Um, yeah and change the color of the urine if it's you know progressed you can be looking at uh, cloudy urine or even bloodstained urine as well so yeah. so important to be watching those movements to, to see whether there's evidence of, uh, of a urinary tract infection. What are some of the risk factors? Because, of course, the, the big thing is that we get these symptoms and we think, well, you know, what should I be doing? Where should I go? And uh, today we're talking about this topic because we just want to sort of highlight the options that are available to you. And this is so important because when it comes to healthcare, there's many people sitting around your table to help you. And if you can bring the best from the allopathic model and best from the holistic wellbeing models, mm-hmm. you're going to get the best outcomes and hopefully sustain a healthier urinary tract, um, reducing that risks of of reoccurrence and reinfection. 
Yeah, that's a great point because uh, medically speaking, the treatment is usually a form of antibiotics. And the issue I have with that at the moment is that the women that I've seen, and there's been a huge um, occurrence of this lately, I've seen so many women in practice who have had chronic recurrent UTIs that are antibiotic resistant as well. And they'll often trot off to their GP. Um, they may or may not do a culture of the bacteria and they'll be prescribed broad spectrum antibiotics, which may be effective symptomatically, but can create big issues long-term. Yeah. However, UTIs can become pretty serious. So if the infection itself actually goes, uh, you know, upwards um, and ascends into uh, the kidneys, it can cause a lot of problems. And kidney infections are something to be taken pretty seriously. So if you do have UTI-type symptoms that you might see blood in your urine, um, that might be microscopic as well, though, but you're getting a lot of flank pain, high fevers, you know, the general feeling of malaise and fatigue, then you need to act quickly. You need to be serious about that and get it taken care of pretty quickly. Um, yeah, because that's definitely not something that uh, you know you want to progress any further than what it should. But going back to what you said about the risk factors, uh, I think most of us know that a lot of um, the talk about UTIs or cystitis is from sex. Yeah. So there will be. Well, they call it you know honeymoon cystitis for a reason because <laughs> they talk about how you know multiple sexual partners or an increased frequency of, of sexual interaction, yeah. and of course that straight away changes the microflora in the vaginal canal, and of course that can lead. To to changes in the microflora that lead to the overgrowth of the bad bacteria, which is what is causing the infection. Now, the infection generally is caused by the E. coli bacteria, isn't it? Yeah, this is most that's, typically. Most yeah. typically, yeah. No, probably 90%, I think they've showed it as a statistic. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is most people say, well, where, where do I get E. coli bacteria from? Who gave it to me? But every one of us has it. It sits within our gastrointestinal system because it's a natural part of that colony of good bugs and bad bugs in our systems that balance each other out. Um, unfortunately, what happens though in the stage of either immune, maybe some, something like immune suppression or you know sexual intercourse or um, there can be other things like diabetics, for example, more frequency of infections. Why? Because you get this perfect environment for an overgrowth. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I love that idea of the honeymoon, uh, honeymoon syndrome or whatever it's called. But, you know, initially uh, in new relationships, when there is, you know, different um, flora that your body's not used to, um, and when you're having sex, obviously a lot more often than that initial honeymoon stage of the relationship, that's when it can occur a lot more frequently. Um, the interesting thing I'm seeing in practice at the moment is women who have been married for, say, 10 years, and they're coming in, they've never had a UTI before ever, and all of a sudden they're getting UTIs and it may or may not be have any sort of correlation or association with sexual activity. Uh, so that's pretty confusing for them, the poor things. Um, the issue is not the sex itself. It is the environment that allows the growth of the bacteria. Um, the challenge, again, talking about the E. coli bacteria is that requires very specific antibiotics to kill that. And when we prescribe or over-prescribe broad-spectrum antibiotics... Such as Bactrim, such as... Uh, amoxicillin, yeah. those sorts of things, which are the most typically prescribed antibiotics for UTIs, it can actually lead to antibiotic-resistant bugs, especially antibiotic-resistant E. coli. Yeah. 
So it's kind of a bit of, bit of a catch-22 there. So if you do have UTI symptoms, especially if it's recurrent, I would strongly suggest that you request that the bugs be cultured and they just do that through a simple urine test that they send off to the lab. This is what every GP should be doing. Uh, and then they'll, they'll come back with the results as to exactly what bacteria is causing that issue. Yeah, and then you know what you're dealing with. Because um, the interesting thing about the bacteria, where are they? I mean, are they sitting in the urine or, or what, what do they do? Because this is where people think, oh, is it, is it floating through my blood? Or, and what we know it's actually to do with the mucosal linings, isn't it? Around yeah. the linings. And the E. coli is present in our gastrointestinal tract. So that's usually where most people find it. That's where it lives. So that's why sometimes, you know, poor hygiene is related to... Uh, increased occurrence of UTIs, but it certainly isn't the case for most people in the Western world. Yeah, it's not the only cause, and I mean, I don't know if when you were younger you were taught to wipe from front to back, not back to front, and there's a reason there because you're not wanting to transfer the bugs or you know, in this case the um, healthy flora and the unhealthy flora from the back to the front because yeah. you don't want to be passing those into the vaginal canal. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good point. Uh, and so, it, yes, you're right. The bacteria will live in the mucosal linings, um, and that's why you know sex can sometimes interrupt some of some of that, and can create tiny little microtraumas within the uh, vaginal canals as well. And the lining between that and the bladder is actually partially partially permeable, meaning that whatever is within the vaginal lining can transfer through to the bladder as well, um, not very easily, but you know that that does happen and certainly immune compromised person um that may be even more likely to happen yeah absolutely so if your immune system is uh suppressed for whatever reasons from autoimmune conditions um you know maybe you're just a bit run down and stressed which was certainly my experience with it uh i noticed an occurrence of uti type symptoms for myself in high stressful environments uh, which just seemed to be you know the area of my system that it affected which Mm. was pretty uncomfortable so gee what are we going to do about this because i think nearly every woman's heard of the antibiotic option Mm -hmm. and i think for most people we're starting to get um, concerned by repeated use of antibiotics and not to mention the doctors are too you know they're reading the research they're seeing the incidence and the occurrences they certainly are changing their prescription rates there's no question about that which is fantastic and they're definitely jumping on board with the latest science in regards to probiotic use because i've actually had clients coming in and their doctor has recommended that they take probiotic um, along with a, a herbal supplement as an alternative to the and i thought fantastic you know so yes doctors are definitely jumping on board of this you know allopathic medicine is certainly catching up with some of the the principles being applied through traditional chinese medicine and naturopathy for a long time which is exciting because it means we're going to get more effective um care for some of these i guess day-to-day occurrence issues and this is a uti something that comes up quite often for a lot of people yeah definitely and uh, this is also going to help to combat that antibiotic resistance if we're not over prescribing that as well which yeah. i love that's fantastic. so important not just for ourselves but for the generations that are coming behind us they you know we've got to have some life-saving medicine still available to us but if we do overuse antibiotics then we're going to lose our chances with some of those life-saving options um, one of the important uh emphasis on testing is that to differentiate between utis and cystitis yes so cystitis is more of inflammation and irritation of the bladder lining um, whereas the uti is an actual infection and they can go hand in hand one can you know create the other and chronic cystitis can certainly be from an infectious cause but for most women it's actually not so they'll have the testing they'll you know do a urine sample to culture the bacteria and nothing grows and that is because it's more of an inflammation or an irritation cause 
organisms rather than from actual bacteria. That's really interesting, and that's an important delineation between the two two causes of pain, discomfort, and, and symptoms. Yeah, certainly. And the good thing is that cystitis, uh, although it can be a little bit more chronic, so it can reoccur a bit more often for women, it's much easier to combat. Um, and some you know, really practical lifestyle changes can make a huge difference for women. Uh, this is something that certainly I've found effective for myself and for my patient base as well. So, awesome. yeah, look, I know our listeners are waiting to say, come on, girls, tell us what, what it is that you do, what do you recommend, how can I sort of come at this from a different angle how can i overcome my concerns with utis um what should we be doing what are we going to recommend our ladies do as a alternative option to antibiotics that may assist them in the early stages to prevent it progressing into a full-blown overloaded infection that possibly could absolutely require antibiotics to reduce that risk of serious health consequences I like to take a bit of an inside-out approach. So yes. you have to make sure that you've got really good gut function because we know that so much of our immune system is actually mediated within the gut uh, and that's going to affect your bladder function as well. Uh, it's going to make sure that you don't have that immune compromise too. So make sure your diet's really spot on, um, you're not having too much sugar or any of the foods that's going to create a lot of that inflammation. And then, so as well as the inside-out approach, and we'll go a bit deeper into that in a, to a minute, but you can also use topical treatments as well to help reduce the symptomatology um, and the the acute nature of some of the pain and discomfort my favorite is coconut oil uh, seriously I don't know if there are any limits to its uh, awesomeness and to what you can use it for uh, I certainly recommend to my patients they use it topically so around the opening of the vagina and the bladder to help uh, decrease symptoms of you know the burning and the pain but you can also use it internally within the lining of the vagina as well uh, it's antimicrobial which is fantastic it has a very soothing effect of the area and you'll notice a change in the symptoms pretty quickly with coconut oil you can certainly use it as a lubricant as well uh, so just to help almost like a prophylactic type use there uh, which I think is just awesome. So putting something in delicate places with high absorbability, obviously we're talking organic, we're yes. talking the extra virgin uh, coconut oil, cold pressed. So we don't want these things to be over-processed and we certainly want organic options. Yeah, certainly. So whatever you'd be eating, it's okay to use it there as well. Great. Mm -hmm. uh, and talking about those sorts of things, there's lots of other natural remedies that you can use in suppository type form. Uh, I know that lots of women talk about using like a garlic clove as a suppository. I don't know how much of a fan I am of that, but we know that garlic is certainly great for the immune system. It's going to kill a lot of bugs. It's been used um, traditionally to help with thrush and candida and those sorts of things, um, but it's very powerful uh, antibacterial agent as well. So if all else has failed, certainly go and try a garlic suppository. Um, let us know what you think of that as well and if it's worked for you. Uh, using probiotics within... Just the to be clear, just to double check on that uh, garlic suppository, just so that I'm not you know, envisioning someone inserting a cloved garlic it's actually uh, peeled yeah okay good yeah yeah uh interesting right yeah but you know what you know what nature first there's been yeah. these these are the things that we forget that you know we talk about old wives tales and things that have been circulated and some of those certainly were myths but there's so many of them that still carry a lot of weight because they've found herbs or plants or, or things that support our body and our immune system if it works, works. You know, if it works for you, <laughs> use it. Uh, if it doesn't yeah. work, well, certainly don't persist with something that's not working. Switch gears and try one of these other options we've got. 
Uh, and look, these have been around for the ages because they work. Um, you can certainly use other types of suppositories like probiotics. Yes, certainly have heard of the probiotic use and have heard from clients as well, very effective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it certainly has, again, a very soothing effect, um, helps to replace all the good bugs in the area, which will create that natural balance there, which is pretty critical to the vagina. And while we're talking about that, um, avoiding things like spermicides, um, diaphragms, if that's what your contraceptive choice is at that time, um, I would just be avoiding that use because it can increase your risk of UTIs, um, especially if you're a little bit prone to that. So have a think about what your contraceptive options are. And if you are experiencing, you know, a bit of chronicity, then maybe just avoid that for a little while. Um, The spermicides, because of how they change the pH in the vagina, is really, really important. Um, And pH is really interesting because that's something we're going to talk about as to how you can improve the acidity, alkalinity balance of the body and, of course, acidic pH is going to cause an increased risk of infection or UTIs, candida, yeast overgrowth. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many chronic health problems are connected to high acidity in the body. And we're going to also give some options as how you can produce an alkalizing uh, effect on your body through diet, some of the things you can be choosing to eat that will reduce that acidity that's causing the overgrowth uh, environment that allows those bugs to proliferate and grow and multiply. And, you know, if you've got a good environment for them to grow, well, why would they stop growing until you provide an environment that's not suitable? Yeah, totally. And while we talk about that, things like um, vaginal washes or inches and those sorts of things will absolutely change the pH of the vagina. Um, we don't recommend using soaps or detergents in that area because of how delicate it is pH neutral solutions because I know that you can certainly get some uh, vaginal washes that are pH neutral yeah I would be seriously reading the labels on those yes. um, if there's anything in there that you can't recognize or can't uh, you know articulate if, yeah, if so you, still some chemical nasties yeah. can be there even though they're pH neutral technically yeah. that's um, a good point to make so water is absolutely fine um, even a coconut oil rinse is absolutely fine or uh, you could use apple cider vinegar so yes. raw apple cider vinegar um, you can bathe in it uh pour about a cup into the bathtub uh and just hang out in that for a little while uh it is a really powerful estrogen so it's antibacterial antiviral and antifungal it's really good for yeast infections as well or, or candida sort of fungal type infections just a caution there though it will absolutely burn yes if you've careful. got some inflammation and you put um raw undiluted apple cider vinegar for example on a cotton wool ball and dab the area it will sting like it burns and but the good thing is within 20 seconds or so it's relieving Uh, that's fantastic if that's going to work for someone let's make that an option to people yeah so if you're bathing and it make sure you obviously you're diluting it in water so about a cup in the bath and sit in that for 20 minutes um you know do that while you're drinking good for your skin lots as well. of water <laughs> yeah. it's good for your skin it's like yeah. you said some mild astringent so it helps to clear off dead cells on the skin as well uh and even taking the apple cider vinegar orally is a great idea too um having like a little medicine cup full so you're 30 mils first thing in the morning is great for alkalizing your body too Brilliant. And of course, probiotics could be used internally uh, instead mm-hmm. of the vagina. However, we can also take them orally. And I certainly will recommend that if someone has an occurrence of a UTI, um, to increase their daily dose. If they're taking yeah. a single capsule, they'll up to triple it. And that's really important because if you haven't got an increased dose, um, you need a therapeutic dose to, to make an effect. And sometimes, even if you're taking a probiotic regularly, you really need to bump that up to help to combat the overgrowth of bad bacteria. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the good thing with that is you can't really overdose on no, it. No, it's yeah. safe, and that's the that's the best thing. There's there's no side effects according to the science and literature, which is fantastic. So yeah, if you doubt, you know, triple dose your probiotics, and that will give you a possibility of solution within two three days, as opposed to um, taking medication. Uh, when you go to the chemist to say you have a UTI, they'll usually give you an effervescent powder called Ural, um, and essentially it helps to alkalize the system, helps to get rid of um, some of the nasty symptoms um, by creating that nice alkaline environment uh, it can be very very effective however I like to use a natural form of that and that's simply lemon juice in warm water and I find sipping that especially if symptoms have come on as much as you can have so you know juice of half a lemon in a cup of warm water uh, it will definitely help to alkalize your system as well sounds like a bit of a bit convoluted considering we want an alkaline environment and we're using something that's you know considered an acidic food such as lemon juice but it certainly has an alkalizing effect on the body um, and will tend to work pretty quickly as well. Other alkalizing foods include your superfoods, green powders. So I'm sure all of you have seen, you know, green powder on the shelves or you've seen recipes and they, they're using spirulina and wheatgrass, adding them in to, to bump up the superfood value. Um, whatever you want to call it, green powder is fantastic. It's something that I certainly do in a smoothie every single morning. So for me, if it's not a handful of baby spinach, it's always a good spoonful of green, super green powder. Um, you can even use a teaspoon or two into a glass of unsweetened apple juice because at least in a small palatable and you can drink that green powder is incredibly potent alkalizing agent so certainly be adding your greens eating green vegetables including green powder into smoothies and drinks Um, and on the topic of drinks you know i just mentioned uh unsweetened apple juice how many of you've heard of drinking cranberry juice yeah now i'm going to tell you right now that's a myth that has been busted so sadly if you're still using cranberry juice and you think that that's helping your uti most people would be purchasing like for example the ocean spray cranberry juice that we get on the shelves mm-hmm. at the supermarket well, the cranberry drink it they can't call it juice because oh, that's it's right it's not it's and juice. if you look at the label there's a whole lot of sugar in there we just talked about what creates an environment that is uh, a perfect breeding ground for bacteria well sugars increase the acidity in the body which create the environment for the bacterial growth so we certainly do not want to be adding sugars so really the only type of cranberry juice that may have a benefit is the pure natural 100% unsweetened cranberry juice um, however it's pretty unpalatable it's yeah. uh, not very nice to drink at all so I suspect if you like cranberry juice chances are it's not uh, it's not the unsweetened version 100% pure so if you can get it it's rather expensive um, relatively but you think of how many cranberries they have to squish down to get you a bottle of cranberry juice um, and you'll find it from most healthcare stores and there is some study to say that there is some effect however the real effect of cranberry juice comes from something that was within the cranberry juice and that's called D-mannose Angela, can you explain a little bit about what that is for us? So I think that's how they drew the conclusion. It's almost like a far-reaching sort of look at why cranberry juice was effective because cranberries and a few other fruits like uh, blueberries as well have a substance in them called D-mannose and it's uh, similar to a glucose. Um, It's naturally occurring sugar that's found in in those sorts of fruits. Um, The reason it's effective is what it does is it actually attaches to the E. coli bacteria, which is usually the one that is uh, persistent in people who have chronic UTIs um, and it actually prevents it from sticking to the walls of the bladder and it helps it to eliminate it much uh, easier as well. Um, so if you do have chronic UTIs, then actually taking D-meno supplementation, so a therapeutic dose, which, which is, is, yeah, two or three grams, um, yeah. sort of three times a day in the initial phases of acute infection, yeah. and that's what you 
need to be taking is it's simply quite a high dose that it is because it's got to be effective and then from there reducing that dose down to possibly a third of that dose um, in the following two to three weeks to ensure that there's not recurrence of that infection yeah exactly and you can use it prophylactically as well so yeah. just as a bit of a preventative i know Daily that capsule. yeah gps will certainly if you are prone to recurrent infections can provide you with like a low-grade um, a prophylactic antibiotic but I would be really hesitant on actually trying that because of how it's going to kill all the microbiota in your gut it's going to upset the microbiome um, and completely change how your whole immune system and gut functions as well creating significant imbalances in that microflora yeah yeah, yeah. so D-manus you can purchase in the so oh, I think most health food stores will definitely have it on the shelves. Interestingly, you'll often find it, um, to make it attractive and catch your eye, they'll include it, um, D-manos and cranberry uh, in the capsule because most women recognise cranberry in association with UTIs. So don't be concerned if it's D-manos and cranberry, um, that's absolutely fine. That'll also work just as effectively. Um, of course, though, if it's just pure D-manos, perfect. You're getting everything you need in a single capsule. Um, so there's a couple of things. We're talking about increasing your greens. We've talked about probiotic use, both um, orally, so taking probiotics into your gastro tract and also using a supplement into well, intravaginally so that yeah. it can help an active infection. Um, we've talked about D-manos, uh, the supplement that really does support the body in terms of the properties of antibacterial, antifungal, effective again for the Infection. Getting rid of the E. coli. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, don't forget the, the coconut oil. Um, ladies, you will love that. Even if you don't have UTIs, if you haven't experienced them, um, try coconut oil as a lubricant. You'll love it. <laughs> Another great advice. Yeah. And look, don't be discouraged. Um, look, most of us have our minds work faster than our bodies do. So we want our, our bodies to heal quickly and we want these things to be over straight away because our mind says so. However, the body will take at least three or four days to clear an active infection anyway before you may be uh, lower in your symptoms yeah. however it can take two to three months of utilizing these recommendations we've made before you have uh, i guess an obvious change if you've had chronic utis mm -hmm. so don't give up don't be discouraged of course be very cautious of severe symptoms and do seek your gp for a per possibly a very serious infection however if it's something you've had chronically recurring let's start to change some of the lifestyle factors that are causing the environment to be perfect for growing bacteria which we want to switch that over and make that inhospitable to bacteria that are causing these problems yeah yeah and so stress is always a really big one yeah. uh, i certainly found that that was the case for me um if you are inclined to look into any energy type medicine um louise hay ha certainly has a very interesting take on cystitis or urinary tract infections and from an emotional sort of energetic perspective uh, they say that utis are you know being that sense of being pissed off and usually at someone who's really close to you like your partner so oh i wonder if that's ringing for some of the women listening going oh hang on actually yeah. no <laughs> so is, is this something that you need to acknowledge is there something that you need to um you know be a little bit more authentic about or or is there something that, that's lacking there that you need to address? I also find for a lot of women as well that they will have a higher prevalence of UTIs. And this is just anecdotal. I have no evidence or you know scientific evidence to back this up. But when they enter into a new relationship and they're intimate with a partner and they're not completely comfortable with their own skin, that they will be a little bit more prone to UTIs as well. Interesting observation. Absolutely. So ladies... 
follow some of the lifestyle advice we've given you before now. You know, this is not new news to a lot of you. Anyone who's been listening in for the last week's months, uh, you will recognize we often say, cut out the sugar, lower the sugar, you know, increase your quality greens, add in superfoods, um, alkalize the body as much as possible because it makes the uh, internal environment less likely to grow bacteria, virus, and infection. Um, increase probiotic use, get your gut microflora back in order, and reduce your stress levels. So, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that that's shed some light on what UTIs are and why you get them and of course some really basic natural solutions that you can use to get your internal health back in order. Um, if you have any questions please get in touch with us we're always happy to answer for you. Um, you can contact us on Wellness Women. Oh. So that's our Facebook page which is <laughs> facebook.com forward slash you've been holiday on holidays too long Ash so it's off. facebook.com forward slash the wellness women uh, on our website thewellnesswomen.com.au um, and we've also had so many emails from you which we absolutely love and our email address is info at thewellnesswomen.com.au so don't hesitate to uh, contact us on there we'll certainly share all of our tips and tricks for combating UTIs on our Facebook page so make sure you go on there like us and follow us on Facebook and please 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 if you love what we're doing and you want to hear more of this um, jump onto iTunes give us a five star rating if you think we deserve it because we really appreciate your support and as you're probably well aware it's very hard to get through the uh, social media clouds that block us from sharing this message so the more uh, likes the more friends and the more information and reviews we have then the easier this information gets out there because we know it's important we know you need it and we just look forward to sharing it with more women around the world so thank you for joining us this week and we'll see you next week be well This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.